You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Hall. Happy to bring you another episode. Today, I've got a very special guest, my new friend, drummer on the Unstoppable Screams Lacey Sturm tour. I have Nick Kreuter in the studio. Hello there. <laughs> What's up, bro? Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, man. It's great. It's going to be great. It is going to be good. It's good. It's good, to, it's good we, stuff. We just finished up the tour and we played our last show a couple days ago. And now we're just sitting in Josh's house while we decompress and just process everything that happened. Yep. And play with some Legos. <laughs> All these random Legos. We're, uh, we're just in a cubby hole of their house and there's Legos all over the floor, but it's going to be good anyways. <laughs> so what was it like? I mean, you got on tours before, like with your old band, The Spark. And such. How is? I mean, this is a big question, but how is this different than what you've done before? Yeah, I'll just. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I left that open, but oh, that's yeah, the end of the question. It's okay. Um, yeah. Well, I think uh, the main thing that's different is just the. Uh, I guess one of the main things that's different is <clears throat> just the, the kind of, um, length, of. I don't know, just the the style of touring, I guess, because with with the spark, it was um, obviously I did it for so long. Yeah, but it was very specific, specifically. Um, well, first of all, specifically Christian, which is a whole thing in itself. You're like, talking about the spark, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a worship band, so it was like very specifically that niche, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and also. It was worship, so it was another thing where it wasn't just, it wasn't uh, like normal touring. So we ended up having a lot of, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it was just, you know, it wasn't like a, a, a typical touring the, life, right. lifestyle. It was right. kind of just out, out for a weekend and back and then out for a week and then back. But Because um, so. I'm guessing you're normally doing... And I talked to you about this before, but I'm also curious, like you're, you're mainly doing conferences or you also doing like Sunday mornings? Yeah, both. Yeah. Um, a lot of times actually we would do conferences or camps and then we get asked to do like a Sunday morning Yeah. that ended the weekend or to follow it up. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I guess whenever you like label yourself as like a worship band, you know, you're, you're just not going to be able to have access to mainstream tours or venues yeah not at all <laughs> i think i think towards the end we kind of like we ended up you know trying to get i think a bit more mainstream venues to play in but i think it was just because we kind of changed the mentality of what we thought we were as a band we kind of like turned into like more of like an expressionistic like okay we're gonna we're gonna stop not not stop f figuring out what people want, but but in a way like we have th something to say, 
and we need to kind of get that out, you know, so so that would lend itself to just straight like, you know, um, performancey right type of type of thing. So that put us in some a couple clubs, but really, I mean, hardly any to speak of. So, but that wasn't that definitely wasn't the majority of the band uh, uh, experience. Yeah. So so this is a lot different um, in that you know like the consistency of of that tour lifestyle um um was definitely not this um consistent (laughs) yeah anyway yeah or like yeah just busy yeah in general this was definitely the busiest tour i've ever done yeah yeah the amount of shows that we had we had a stretch where i think we played it was something like eight shows in nine days or something like that. Yeah. Which is pretty hard on your body. And that was at the beginning of the tour. So I still wasn't fully like used to yeah. moving around that much and being really sore and, really? and dealing with all this thing. I'm sure people can hear like, even from the way I'm talking, like I'm so beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's so, re- so relaxing well. in the house, but I uh, wanted to do this anyways, just to cap off the end of the tour. Um, yeah, we've had a. I mean, we've had a lot of great conversations on this tour about like expression, and I, I kind of want to delve in, start exploring those topics again. As far as, um, you know, you were just talking about doing the worship circuit essentially, and it's interesting that you know even as your worship band, uh even though you guys weren't like changing your belief system or what your band was about, like you still had to, you had to change a focus in like, okay, we're not writing. Maybe we don't want to write as many songs that are strictly made to get people into a corporate thing or mm-hmm. that people can sing along with. And we want to focus on things that we just have to say and have people listen and how that is such a like, I almost want to say there there's not like a ton of room for that in like the church worship circuit. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if that's like churches or, or camps aren't looking for that type of a thing or, <laughs> or if it's that just nobody is thinking to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love talking about this type of a thing because you know, the thing that we're doing in Lacey is very unique in that, like, she has a very strong Christian, not just a Christian message, but a personal message mm-hmm. that is very Christian oriented. And she's doing it blatantly in right. a non-Christian market, <clears throat> even though, and this is the only, this is the only, like, Christian tour that we've ever done. Every other one has been with. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Met a lot of Christians in those bands and stuff like that, but like yeah. strictly mainstream market type right. of thing. And I think it's interesting that, you know, even though she's as outspoken as she is, there's still like a place and people want to hear that voice. But yeah. I think it goes along Great. with like, you know, the song she sings aside from our like cover of um, Reckless Love and Forever. Mm-hmm. We're not playing 
songs that are inducive to that corporate experience, their performance yeah. songs. Listen to what I have to say. Yeah. Type of a thing. And sing along if you want to. <laughs> yeah, and you could totally sing along if you want to, but it's Which I guess it's most most even performance. Yeah. Projects. Yeah. This stuff's really interesting. Honestly, we had we we struggled with that as a band for a long time because I think there's uh <clears throat> there is know because there's this fine line between leading people in worship um and so and so being like a leader and saying okay i actually need to help you come along with me you know what i mean yeah um but then also it's like sometimes (laughs) sometimes it's not necessarily appropriate as appropriate as like okay like I, as the idea of like, I have something to bring, you know, um, and have a message to kind of, that I'm passionate about, you know, and like, you know, you can sing along if you want to. <laughs> but, right. But, but I'm going to, I'm going to say the same message regardless of yeah, how you respond. Exactly. And the funny thing about that is like, like we did the circuit, we did, we really did the, the worship circuit, if you will, because, because, you know, we were on the heels of, you know, tons of different people like that, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's really hard to think of. There's just certain bands that nobody even knows who they are, but they, they do this worship circuit and they, they live off of it, you know? Yeah. People only know who they are if they go to conferences and camps, you know what I mean? Um, and like that's why I can't even think of the names right now. <laughs> well, the, un- the unique thing too about that circuit is, and I'm very like I have very little knowledge of it, but a little bit because I've been recruited to like play for some of these camps. Yeah, just throw a band together. Mm-hmm. And the interesting is, is like you have like adults that have the money in the church hiring you as a band to play for their youth kids. Mm-hmm. So because the kids aren't like really investing in it. Mm-hmm having that fun time for a weekend Mm -hmm. and they may remember you but it's not like they're gonna follow up on you or look for your next tour so no way (laughs) that's why like yeah even though you may be busy you're not gonna like get that recognition no following yeah it it is and plus like those those people that hire bands most times like especially the people that really are the movers movers and shakers they have a specific like, um, idea of what that kind of band looks like and, and does with, with us, you know, with their students, you know? Yeah. So like, I mean, we actually, (laughs) we had a really interesting run in with some people in the, you know, in one of the, the kind of church groups that brought us into this, to actually a really big, uh, camp. And we had played there probably, we probably played at seven camp, big camps of theirs at this point. But, uh, but the, the guy that, you know, and, and all of the, all of the counselors used to like rave about us, you know, and whenever we'd come back to be like, man, it was awesome last time. Like, we're so glad to have you back. And it was like a genuine, like, you know, we really had a great rapport and it was funny because the, the president or not the president, but the the guy that was kind of in charge of making decisions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, in, you know, uh, whoever is, 
I don't know, having influence with the kids or whatever. He, um, he was there one of the, the weekends or the weeks that we were there. And I remember it was a Wednesday morning. He brought us to Chick-fil-A and it was, and it was so weird, dude. It was like, like he was there with his church group and we, we like always gave everything we had like right on stage. And like, we were like passionate. We tried to like engage the kids and that kind of thing. But the, the one thing we, we weren't, it was, we weren't youthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, you mean like wanting to hang out with the kids? Yeah. And, and, like, that. and, and yeah. like, we weren't like those, those youth leaders that were like, Hey guys want to play, you know, like, right. Like screwball or whatever. Man. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Like, and Gaga, I think Gaga ball, Gaga ball. Exactly, dude. <laughs> so, um, and we just like, we would play that stuff, but like, it was like, we wouldn't, we never made it a thing, you know? Like, yeah. And, and honestly, I, I think, I do think the, the kids respected us for it. And obviously, you know, there are bands that do that and they're not contrived in any way, you know? Right. But I think the tough thing is that like we, we went away thinking, you know, well, actually, um, going back to that, that guy, he, he ended up basically like kind of putting in a bad word for us. We never got asked back because, because we basically told him like, this is kind of who we are. Yeah. Like he, cause he straight up said like, you know, I'm, we're really looking for people that will like, will, you know, be there, you know, every time we're hanging out with the kids, like we want, we want you to be around and hanging out with the kids and, and none of it was about like leading worship, yeah, <laughs> which is what we were put there to do. Yeah. You know, like that's our job and you're paying us to do this job, you know? And the funny thing is like, from what we could tell, we we're doing our job pretty well because yeah. the kids were really engaging with God. They were really like, you know, it was, it was great, you know? Um, and a lot of times like they didn't necessarily, you know, the kids wanted to hang out with us, I guess, but it was kind of distracting and kind of weird when they, when they would, you know, like it just right. became this thing that didn't necessarily need to happen, you know? Right. And plus like we, we weren't necessarily those kind of people. We didn't want right. to be like, you know, I mean, we have friends that, that ended up doing those kind of circuits and it was, it was sort of, they were sort of cut out for it a little bit more, but but yeah, it just was interesting because he ended up kind of blackballing us and then <laughs> we never, we never were asked back. So anyway, interesting. it's a, like, it's, it's tough to like, to think, okay, after that, can we actually be who we are and like express ourselves? You know, like obviously there is that, that, okay, we need to kind of meet people in the middle, but at the same time, like we have to kind of pave our own way, you know? Right. But if there's no room for that in, in the worship, like you were saying in that worship world, right. Um, then it is what it is. You know, you end up, yeah, I don't know. So it's interesting. my favorite example of that is Switchfoot. What they kind of did. I mean, they were signed to a Christian label Yeah. and I don't know all the details behind it, but basically they get dropped from their Christian label, go mainstream get huge have the beautiful letdown album <laughs> and then oh hey guys remember us yeah want to come back yeah and you know like you don't give your artist room to be who they are yeah and it's hard to it's hard to not see it as like like you know because 
I think the tough thing about the Christian market is it it has the whole backing of it, it has the whole backing in their court of we are a godly music industry. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like right. this this backing, this innate backing of like like we are innately correct. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we're Christians and you know, we're the Christian industry, you right. know. And it's tough because you know, if you have something to say that's different, um, then it's not, it's not validated until, until you're validated. (laughs) You know what I mean? Until, until other people start going, Oh, like they are people, you know, their messages is resonating, resonating, you know? And then it's like, Oh, we always, you know, we always thought you were great. You know? And it's (laughs) like, well, like you can't ride your high horse you know, and I don't know. I just think it's, it's an interesting kind of, it's a funny, it's a funny thing. Conundrum. Yeah. Yeah. It is. A, it's an interesting conundrum. And, um, yeah. And I, th- I think it's also like, it's also tricky to kind of balance, uh, like what, what to express through music. Like, you know, honestly, yeah. what show was that? Was it the Dallas show? I'm trying to think what show it was for me. Dallas was pretty fun. I'm trying to remember. It was San Antonio. But I was just really angry before going on stage. And I'm trying for the love of me to remember what show it was. But I just was tired from yeah. tour. Uh, and I was tired of all these strangers coming onto our bus mm-hmm. that I didn't know. Like... <laughs> Moment after moment after moment. Oh, I'm starting to remember now. It was the, um, it was that theater show where like every door was locked. Every door was locked. Minneapolis? Was it, or was it recently? That was in Illinois. Whenever we came through. Bloomington. Bloomington. Yeah. Yes. It was that show. Yeah. And, uh, cause just, there's just so many people like come through our dressing room and onto the bus and yeah. even if they were invited, it was just like, just, I'm just over people right now. Yeah. And there's so many inconveniences and then like personal things I was dealing with. And like that show in particular, I just went out there and I'm like, I'm so angry and like, <laughs> this is going to be a show of anger Yeah. and like channeling that and just understanding and realizing it, this is going to change the way that the music is perceived yeah. and the way that I play it. And I, I remember I told Saria, our merch girl after the show, I was like, I was really angry when we started the set. And she's like, yeah, I could tell it was a little scary. <laughs> 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 and yeah. but I, th- I think that that's, I think it's important though to like have that honesty and be able to do that even whenever you're playing. Yeah. Even when you're playing happy songs, I yeah. guess so. It it is tough, man. I I think there's a whole another piece of this that's like, <laughs> you know, like because when we were in the worship band, it was like we were legitimately thinking, okay, we are doing a service. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and obviously, <laughs> there is that thing of like, well, you like to do this, so it's not really a service, is it? You know, but there's a lot of things you can do that. Did you, know, you like? Yeah, that actually do you know there is a certain amount of sacrifice that it takes to you know t- 
to not necessarily express yourself all the time and just to, to kind of be there to help people express themselves to God. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and that, that's what your job is. Like you've, you've pigeonholed yourself, you know, for lack of a better term, this is like, I put this as my job, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and once you're in that place, it's like, well, like if I'm calling myself a worship leader, like I can't necessarily go out there and be like, I feel like crap today. I'm going to play this angry song. Right. <laughs> you know, um, even though there is a, pl- I feel like there is a place for that at some point, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a whole, the whole thing. But, um, I just think it, like there is something of yourself that needs to come through. Yeah. And does come through. Yeah. Um, but if it's not welcomed, you know, in that environment, I, I think it's just tough, you know? And I think that's why, you know, just regular, <laughs> like we were talking about that one day about like, you know, why is worship music so different somehow than just like normal like what we're doing, you know, with Lacey, right. you know? Yeah. Like, why is it, why is the expression just so innately like either like super happy or, you know what I mean? Obviously it's because we're talking about something that's good, you know, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there seems to be no room for the kind of more deeper negative, you know, I don't know about negative, but you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Expressions. And I think it's true of like, of, of the rock world. And most people that find themselves like gravitating towards that music or playing in those bands is like they are identifying with some type of tragedy tragedy in their lives. Yeah. And maybe just melancholy spirit. Uh, Josh showed me a hilarious picture of Lacey on one of our off days. She was researching like something she was doing for um, like her schoolwork and like this is an off day in a, in a town. Most other people would just be like enjoying the off day and Lacey's working hard. And the book that she's reading to research is a brief, uh, a brief history of death. <laughs> classic. <laughs> so classic. So classic. And, but I think that that is something that like I can identify with on different levels yeah. of like, you know, Hey, not everything is going great. Yeah. And I especially don't like to fake that. Like I don't have to, well, at least I used to hate about myself whenever, like I felt like I needed to get myself to a certain hyped up level of happiness or joy Mm -hmm. before I could serve in that manner, whether that be playing on a worship team or something like that. Mm -hmm. And instead, like just saying, Hey, I feel the way that I feel Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide, hide it. I'm not going to hide from it, but I'm going to face it straight on. And, but that means acknowledging it Mm -hmm. and, and moving on from there. And so like, yeah, I think in the mainstream, especially the rock mark market, like you have people coming to the shows that like get that Mm -hmm. and they understand that. So there is a voice for it, but yeah. There is also, I have to mention the danger of like, there's so many bands that just kind of leave it. Yep. Overindulge. In, in, overindulge and 
that sense of darkness, like everything from Nine Inch Nails to yep. Slipknot and whatever else. Like, mm-hmm. and I love all that music, but like, if you only stay in that place, that's a mm-hmm. kind of wallowing in yeah your own self pity yeah. at that point. Yeah, or even wallowing in things that are like that are things to be like taken care of. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah, or helped. But you're just kind of sitting there going, but that's how it is, how it's always going to be, you know? Yeah. And it's like, like, does it have to be that way? You know? Like, right. So <laughs> that's a tough thing. Like, <laughs> um, I can kind of see both sides of this like equation, but yeah. it's like, like there is something to be said of both sides, you know? It's like, well, one, you can't can't just sit there all the time and like I said just wallow in it but also like you you have to kind of be real with yourself and be like well life isn't always you know daisies and gumdrops you know yeah so but that's why you know I mean even thinking about like um, like I remember people saying something about how like you know, the Psalms, you know, they always kind of come back to like worship and stuff like that. And I said like, that. You did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a ton of other people said it too. But Yeah. Like the funny thing about that though, is like, they're really long, you know? Yeah. And at the same, t- like sometimes like it just did not look like that was going to be the case, you know? Right. And I feel like in some ways you could take like one Psalm as like a whole album, you know? And, you know, there yeah. is, there is these songs that identify with darkness and those dark feelings, but it's like, but it doesn't have to necessarily, you know, I, I don't know I'll put a rule on it, but I, you know, like it doesn't necessarily have to be, have to end in this like amazing place, you know, but I, mm-hmm. I like, I guess what I'm saying, I think, I think like identifying with, those like darker things are, or like I, don't, I had a conversation with Josh, and Josh was like, um, you know, he's like, it's just not necessarily darker, but deeper, you know. And sometimes like those things are just, you know, like I listen to Deftones, and I'm like, man, I just do not go to the same place, you know. I can't be honest with myself the same uh in the same way that I do listening to you know I don't know David Crowder <laughs> you yeah. know uh as I do you know listening to the Deftones you know and I I think in some ways like that is a valid thing cause it's like well like expression true expression and honest like yeah. you know heart yeah. Expression is needed, but you know, I was thinking of this very thing when I was listening to the latest like Under Earth record that just came out. Yeah. And I was thinking about how like I don't know this for sure, but it just it kind of sounds like I guess to put it in the most general sense, they don't believe the same way that they used to believe. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Does that mean they believe a little bit less or not at all? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just from the lyrical content, but like 
can upset people. It can get people up in arms. But I think at the end of the day, though, like it's it's kind of important to allow artists to like have space to have conversation Mm -hmm. and and realizing too that like that's the interesting thing about interesting thing about consuming music in an album form is that like you know these these artists whenever the most often whenever you write a song and put it together you're encapsulating a moment or an idea out of your whole life you're capturing this one moment and, and putting it down yeah and then but other people when they listen back to it are maybe using that to define a whole season yep. or longer period of their life. Yeah. And I think, you know, whenever people mirror that back on the artist, they view the artist through that same lens and they're like, wow, this artist is really dark. But yeah, I mean, this album might be like, Hey, they just went through a divorce of the darkest time in their life. And they just really had to like scream this out. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm hypothetically saying all that, all of this, but what if the next week they didn't even think these things that they wrote on an album? Yeah. But it's there forever. Yep. And so I, I think like whenever I think about it that way, I'm like, yeah, we have to value the artistic expression, even if it's not what we want to hear. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's funny though, too, because like when I, uh, like, just kind of like a little fact about myself. It just, um, kind of left my church recently and um I ended up kind of like being kind of thinking that I was being ostracized almost because mm. not ostracized I don't, I don't want to say that necessarily but I guess just um the the majority of the people you know listened to similar music and you know kind of spent their time in a similar like mindscape, if you will. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like expression and dark, like darker things weren't necessarily like, like nobody wanted to ponder those, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and kind of go there. And I think, um, I knew that I couldn't really keep myself from going there. Like, and not necessarily in a bad way, but just the fact that like I needed to ask those questions, you know what I mean? Yeah. I needed to like like um entertain the deeper things that you know maybe you know I had answers for so many times but they were kind of answers that I'd been told mm-hmm. you know to kind of point at those problems and just you know speak that truth to it you know what I mean Yeah um but I never opened up that problem and said, and went, why is this problem happening? Right. You know what I mean? It's interesting. So like, but, um, with, with leaving, I just, it's really funny. Cause I kept thinking, man, I really, I really am really into like in dark music, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and I kind of got to this place was like, I don't really care that I am, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, that's just, I can't keep myself from yeah <laughs> from going down like from just listening to Radiohead or or Deftones or Perfect Circle or you know what I mean. Would you consider Radiohead dark music? I'm not too familiar with. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah, oh, I mean, interesting. They're pretty uh, it's pretty dark <laughs> most <laughs> most times. Um, um, 
especially the Moonshade Pool album is, is pretty dark, actually. But I mean, I guess on the sca- on the scope of what people th- might think is the listeners here might think is dark. I, I guess I don't really know, but um, yeah. But um, but just kind of like diving deeper into expression and you know like not necessarily kind of identifying so much with like everything's great and and like kind of like the lighter things I don't know I don't know how do you even say it but um that actually became like a really big insecurity to me because I'm like well that's I guess this is just not who I am then you know what I mean yeah like I'm not the person that can live the life of you know this kind of quintessential Christian, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I just couldn't keep myself from identifying with those things. So it kind of made me go, oh, well, I'm just, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think of that, but I, I don't really want to keep myself from it anymore, <laughs> you know? Right. And, uh, but it's, it's really interesting because I, because even like coming here to, to play with Lacey, like she doesn't necessarily keep herself from that. I mean, I guess, you know, some things she, she wants to like filter, um, because obviously she's had issues with stuff, but, but I guess what I'm saying is like, there's like, there is like the deeper, darker things aren't necessarily like innately wrong. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's not something to be like, oh yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. And then go listen to your, your Bethel's and you know, your Hillsong, you know? Yeah. But it's like the the actual expression of, of those deeper, darker things are, is actually valued, you know? Yeah. Um, because whether or not it's indulging too much, it's still, there's something in there to be, to be mined. You know what I mean? Um, of like real depth and real, like, you know, um, life I guess yeah <laughs> you know life that p- some people wouldn't call life necessarily so I don't know anyway it's- yeah it's all it's so interesting yeah I, I love talking about this and uh man somebody's really going for it that's Julian Baker <laughs> is it I, I told her to listen to Julian Baker yeah <laughs> it's really sad music but it's again <laughs> so, I thought it was so I mean I was like, is that Saria? Because it's very similar to her voice. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I mean, Saria's got a little bit more grit going on. Yeah. She's, Julian Baker's really raw. Yeah. Like it's, sometimes it's hard to listen to her. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Back to, back to what we were talking about. Um, I feel, sorry. I want to say, I feel very sporadic. Like I'm like talking in circles with this stuff, but I'm trying to make, I think it's just cause no, I think we're going, I think we are on a good, stuff. yeah, I think we are on a good line. Um, I totally relate to you though with like, just not like, especially whenever I think of like the term, like Christian music or like you hear like Christian radio and there's just nothing heavy. There's nothing with minor chords on those stations. Yeah. Yeah. And for the most part, uh, you will get some that like throw in some like Christian rock and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that in, in general, the longer I've lived life and honestly, I'll say this, the 
the longer I've been out on tour with other bands, with people that don't believe in God or atheists and stuff like that, and then like you you meet these people that are making this dark music and you realize, wow, these are amazing people. Yeah. These are really like not only good people, but great people. Yeah. They just happen to like delve into this world and that's kind of, for whatever reason, that's their artistic expression. Yeah. And that's really started to change my mind about like thinking about the labels of like we like things Christian or mainstream and in some ways just feeling like, you know, maybe we should just judge all music based off of its merit. Yeah. Instead of just slapping these, uh, labels Labeling of this Christian band. So everything under them is mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Bands in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So, you know, any, anything Lady Gaga does wrong, wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, that I would, I would challenge, (laughs) I would challenge all the listeners to, you know, not be, not fall into that bias thinking of that, like everything, everything that doesn't associate with Christian is bad. Mm -hmm. And also too, I mean, you're safer under the Christian umbrella, but also just not to blindly take everything that's labeled (laughs) as Christian as good as good because <laughs> yeah. or wholesome you gotta, right because you got to remember it's not god labeling these things christian it's flawed to human beings too yep yeah and there's people that make money off of just people <laughs> blindly following the label as well yeah the dirty money <laughs> that dirty money yeah man so, so are you the type of guy that's i'm curious i don't know if we talked to other people on the bus about this but when you're in a certain mood. Oh yeah, we did talk about this in on one of our hot tub excursions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what um what type of person are you? Like if you're in a certain mood, do you l- listen to music that goes along with that mood or do you put on something to pull you out of it? <sighs> hmm. <laughs> well, at this point in my life, I kind of just indulge myself. <laughs> um in, in my prior existence, I probably would have tried to listen to something that kind of would combat it, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like it, that's a really interesting question, honestly, because, uh, it really depends on what, what mood, what mood it actually is. Yeah. Um, if I'm, if I'm feeling really extremely down, yeah, it's kind of just like, like that's all I see at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like it kind of becomes all that I look at, which is yeah. probably terrible, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but, but I guess like that does kind of affect what I listen to. But, um, I think, I think really though, it's mostly because I feel most kind of like understood when I listen to, you know, um, like things that are negative, I guess. Yeah. But, but I, I've also been able to kind of listen to like thrice has a, an album called V I Sue. Sure do you know what that is? You heard of that? I believe I have heard of that album. It's kind of like they're Dan's going to be freaking out. My other podcasting host because uh, yeah. he's, or my co-host I'll call him. 
Um, because he's a huge Thrice fan. Oh, yeah, so as soon as he listens to this episode, he's gonna be like, ah, oh. <laughs> they, they are killer, especially that album. But um, but it's it's funny because I the only reason why I ref, re, reference it is because um, that album is very much like it has that deeper, darker kind of grit, but but it makes so um so it actually makes the positive messages more sustainably like um identifiable right you know what i'm saying it's like you know like the like we were saying (laughs) like the shadow proves the sunshine kind of thing you know it's like it's like because because i can tell that i'm being understood in the the depths where i am then i can more i can easily receive like the the hope you know what i mean and i think i think that's that's the thing that that makes me think that that album is is brilliant first of all but second of all that's the thing that's missing a lot in you know christian music and and positive music in general um and actually is the thing that i think people so easily identify and and kind of gravitate towards in negative music you know what i mean yeah because they're kind of like they're finally being that depth and that dirty grit of life is finally being having a place of like okay you get me you know what i mean yeah um whether or not they ever say there's hope or not it doesn't matter necessarily but at least i'm understood at least you know what understood I mean? and it's a it's a place to start yeah it's also the reason why i'm not like i enjoy the superhero like the marvel movies but i'll never call one of them like my f- they're they're not even going to scratch like my top 20 or 30 movies, yeah, movies of all time. And the reason is, is because like, especially with most of the superheroes, they're just not relate. They're, they're so superhuman. They're not relatable at all. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you think, well, like, well, you, obviously like, you're not going to have any problems. Like you're a superhero. Mm-hmm. You're super attractive. You just jumped huge. over a building. Yeah. <laughs> and, your makeup is still on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like it, it almost, it's almost like you don't get like the payoff. Like I really would want to get from those movies from the beating the bad guy because I'm like, well, you're so <laughs> overpowered. You're not going to lose. Mm-hmm. There's no chance of you losing. Yeah. And which is why I think the dark Knight movies are so brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yes. They are good. Um, and it's also why like I gravitate towards even in this, even with bands that maybe are only dark and no hope, mm-hmm. I I still think for me there's sometimes the the ray of light that I, I pull from that is they're a successful band and they're good people, uh, you know. So like, wow, they deal with all the same feelings that I do, and they can still like Live find life. a fulfilling yeah. career. Yeah, you know. Hopefully, I hope that they're fulfilled. Like we know how dark the music industry is. Yeah, <laughs> we were just talking the other day about. Um, I read this article or we went to Applebee's last night. Mm. I found this article online because my buddy Umi, uh, he mentioned to it earlier. He, he mentioned um, it to me earlier whenever we were out in LA, but there was a study done that says like 70% of like touring musicians, they report that they've dealt with something along the lines of clinical depression at one point or another. Mm. That's such a high number. Mm-hmm. 
and there there could be a lot of I mean factors. a lot of factors involved in that. Yeah, especially because artists are bent that way anyway. Right. Sometimes. Or they're choosing a career also that's helping them bend that way <laughs> even farther. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you, you you actually make more money when you keep bending that way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, with that being said, um, it's, also, it's also kind of saying that like, well, if you're an artist that goes out there and you're in like the worship circuit or the Christian circuit and like... I won't even assume that they're they're purposely not writing those songs. But what if you're told you can't write these mm-hmm. songs? Mm-hmm. Can't be honest about that. Yeah, it is. It's tough, man. I, I don't know. Because I mean, from what the percentages say, say, okay, seven out of ten Christian artists are depressed. Yeah, they're not singing about it. Yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> the thing that's crazy though. Like, I think that's also why. That's also why the, the, I guess that would add probably to the, the view of Christian, Christian music of being kind of fake because it's like who actually can like, like the, it's like, it's almost like the general public says who can actually like sing those things, those joyful songs for that long and not actually go through anything tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or not identify with something of like real normal life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, that, that, that's, that's the reason why I think I, I wish we could kind of <laughs> like, I almost think there's a difference between like worship music and, and Christian music because I think in some mm-hmm. ways worship music is for a specific time where like Christians are together in one room you know what I mean and and we're being led in a in a in a corporate worship time (laughs) you know what I mean yeah and you know it's not necessarily like we're gonna be like you know it's you know it's it's always awkward when I mean I've I've (laughs) I've actually been led in some worship songs where they go to those weird kind of darker places Uh you know in a corporate setting and you're kind of like um (laughs) this isn't very appropriate for right now. It's just, yeah, it's weird, you know? So, so I think I've experienced that too. And it, <laughs> it, it always winds up awkward because you're not going to find that many people. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Especially like in that setting, like you're all like going like, God is great. And you know, like expressing these big things. And then, you know, it's kind of like ending. It's, <laughs> I, I swear I've been in a worship service where this happened, but it's kind of like ending your worship set with, um, you won't relent. Yes. Yeah. And then like it ends on that, you know, really low notes. Uh-huh. And then everybody's just like dead silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like my heart is yours. But yeah, I mean, it is really like, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I think there is a time and place for, I, you know, I, again, I don't, I am not one to want to put rules on things, but I do think it's appropriate to like, to say, okay, you know, if there's a, t- if there's a place for worship music, it's, it's a corporate setting. Like mm-hmm. it's something for us to kind of, you know, that's why it's simple because it's like, it needs to be 
for a bunch of people to sing. You know that some of the some of the psalms were were meant for that. You know where it's like, right. okay, like all these people <laughs> need to be able to sing this. You know, so it's like there's repeats and there's you know short phrases and stuff like that. But um, but there's also you know times when it's like, okay, the you you can't necessarily expect all of Christendom to, to kind of stay in that place of like, like this hundred percent positive, you know, like the whole positive encouraging, you know, right. That all the time on every Christian radio station. It's like, like, what if it was just like real and honest or, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know. But I think I think there has to be some kind of differentiate differentiation between like okay, we are Christians making music, and I wish I actually wish that was more valid validated you know these days than than just kind of slapping a label on it and then slapping a label on your Christian band right. and then making sure that you stay positive and encouraging the entire time right you know? so that you so you can in that genre exactly yeah because that's really what what happens but um i just i don't know i just kind of want to tear down all those barriers <sighs> me too it's, man it's in between um because it, it's really been mentally torn down in my mind from going on a tour and meeting yeah with all these different people yep it it it, it just reminds me of like it's it's so similar in, in other ways of just like going to work in any other normal job. And like you know, Joe Schmo that you work with down the hall, like may not be a Christian, but you know, he's, he still loves his wife and, and yeah. kids and stuff like that. And exactly. like you've got, and he, and he still thinks about God sometimes, yes. you know, but he doesn't want to like dive into thinking like this extreme thought of everything's going to be perfect because I have God with me, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Cause he knows that that's not necessarily true. You right. Know? Right. And, yeah. and just finding like, finding a way to like work with each other. Cause I mean, we're all here on this planet. So yeah. Despite what we believe, I think there is an element of like, hey, we're still human. even if we want to convince each other. of Yeah. So I think that's the thing though. Like I think that's why Lacey, Lacey is so great with people and, and yeah. kind of wins people over because it's not, she doesn't, she doesn't necessarily, you know, she doesn't want a strong arm. She doesn't want to like convince necessarily. She wants to be passionate about what she believes. <laughs> you right. know, she wants to just say what she thinks, you know? Yeah. And she doesn't necessarily want to, convince you she's right um so like there is that kind of like i'm gonna be raw and honest and yeah whatever that means for you you can take it if you want but yeah you know i think that's really helpful for a lot of people who are just a normal person you know and they're just kind of like i just i don't know about all this you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't I haven't, I haven't witnessed the things you have, you know? Um, yeah. Well, I think, I think that's exactly what we're talking about because it's from a place of honesty Yeah. and being real. And that's really what, that's really what people are looking for. I, yeah. I think you get into trouble whenever like 
you're trying to write you're trying to write music and lyrics that fit an ideology that you don't you have never experienced yes. or understand. Yep. And that's that's what people that that's what people sniff out so easily, mm-hmm. you know. And if they don't it probably just means that they're they're part of that ideology and they don't want to sniff it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't want you to be they don't they don't want to be wrong in listening to you. <laughs> you <know>? Right. Right. <laughs> like I, it's really funny though. I, I this is a I would love to talk more about this in a different one too because I think there's some things, man, that like that my friend Ben Casca has told me about just the the start of the Christian music industry, like the 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 bare bones start of it, that like you mean the beginning? Yeah, like okay, um, like how it all kind of started as like an industry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think it's really telling how um like why those barriers are, are, are the way they are um, because of how it started and, and how kind of like conniving um, the people who started it kind of were mm-hmm. in, in, in the way of like, they saw this, this opportunity to, to kind of capitalize off people going, Oh, like I have, like you're saying, I have this ideology that I want to connect with, you know? And I want to kind of feel safe within that environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and dude, if you, you know, we know, we know, uh, pretty well that there's a lot of bands that are like tenured, you know, in the Christian industry. Right. That like, they're still just as big as they were back in the day, Mm -hmm. merely because they've, they've become a household Christian name and now they have like a, they have the big C, you know, tattooed on them, you know? Right. And as long as they're not, they ha- they don't have any blatant failures. Yeah. They, that will, that will stay like that until they die. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that is for, for an industry that's pretty lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a pretty, it's, it's a, you know, what's also interesting about it too is not to gang up on the Christian music industry, yeah. but like the mainstream's bigger so it's not really worried about the Christian market. It's its own bubble. Yeah. Nobody's, lo- I don't think anybody's looking to take it down right. from the outside. Yeah. So because of that though, it can be self-contained and like the, the, the people that listen to the music don't want to expose maybe like people's like, just, I don't, I don't want to use strong language such as like lies but maybe just inconsistencies they don't want to expose that because they have their own inconsistencies they don't want to expose Uh and the people running the show like it benefits them not to Uh expose it so self-fulfilling prophecy prophecy. (laughs) very interesting in that sense yeah I mean, it's funny because it kind of sounds like a big conspiracy, but really, <laughs> we we totally did turn it into a conspiracy. You heard it here no, first. Oh my gosh, you heard it here first. <laughs> We're about to go to Washington and take it. Or no, Nashville. Oh, okay, we, what, what can we call that march? <laughs> I the uh, the uh, Christian think of a name, the Christian March of Truth. <laughs> the, the true Christians take <laughs> take Nashville. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. It's the, awful. What is what is that? Uh, Parks and Rec thing. The 
The reasonablists. The reasonablists. <laughs> the Christian reasonablists. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, anyway, yeah. I but I, I you know like without kind of making it this huge thing, I I do think there is something to be said of those weird kind of things, but um, I think it just kind of adds to you know like it adds to it whenever we we can't just like when when we give ourselves to the industry first and not right. the art artistic expression you know what i mean yes um which i mean you can say that about anything like you know like <laughs> there's certain bands where you know we we could so easily you know pick them apart because it's like well, they they obviously sold out. You know what I mean? They right. obviously kind of gave themselves firstly to the industry. And obviously they, they might be into, into expressing things every once in a while. But the, the main push and force of what they're doing is not a cause anymore. And it's not a, a, an expression of something honest. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's firstly, okay, what, what's the industry doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but but it, it almost seems kind of backwards and hypocritical, like even more so when you attach, you know, when we're talking about Christian music, because it's like, it's supposed to be this like upright and, you know, yeah moral <laughs> with, a you know, having a backbone, but it's almost like we can't be honest or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's weird. So. Well, that's the tough thing about being an artist. And I could see the temptation with like <clears throat> maybe to want maybe to not want to have to think so hard about like what am I feeling and what to express yeah. or honestly just constantly challenging yourself and being like expose being vulnerable enough to have like those existential moments where you're like what what have, what is my life even about yeah. Yep. Consistently. Yeah. Like every album. Yep. Every time, every time you sit down to write something mm-hmm. like that, get, that can get exhausting to just constantly rethink and re- reevaluate. So I could see the temptation and just wanting to take like an easy paycheck. Yeah. I totally. mean, it's, it's definitely a real, it's definitely a real thing, especially whenever, it, if you as an artist are thinking like, I'm being totally expressive, but the the new I, I think of actually the name that comes to my head is John Frusciante from the Chili Peppers. Mm. I don't know him personally, but it just seems from like his story that he struggles with that very thing a lot. Like he joined the Chili Peppers and then like quit because he didn't like the fact that they were getting big. It didn't feel like it didn't feel real to him anymore mm-hmm. because it was just blowing up so much. Yeah. So quit, got hooked on heroin, was doing all kind of like, wrote a bunch of like really cool acoustic albums that nobody would ever care about. Yeah. Um, got off heroin, joined the band again, and then quit again after doing Stadium Arcadium. Oh, wow. Which, which is like 2006, he did that tour, and then that was his last record with the band. And now like he's doing, he's doing EDM stuff. Mm. And I've listened to a bunch of it and I'm a fan because I'm a fan of John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. But if it was just some random guy, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't listen to it. Mm. 
but I do respect like his journey because he's just trying to make music that feels real and fresh to him. Yeah. But even at the expense of knowing it's never going to give me the recognition, money or fame. Yeah. That Chili Peppers did. Chili Peppers did. Yeah. Even though the Chili Peppers as a whole might not be selling out, but he felt personally that he was. Yeah. Yeah. That takes a lot of guts. Dude, <laughs> seriously. I mean, I think that's it, that kind of, you know, it says that you're, and that's why I really respect the guys in Radiohead a lot because I think as a whole, they've shown that, um, I mean, obviously it's, I think it's a bit easier for them to say only, only because it's like whatever they put out, right? they just kind of are loved by, with it. But, but it's, it still stands that they're like, they don't bow to the commas first, you know, the, 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 um, the dollar signs, you know, like obviously it's in there and they have to deal with it and, you know, marketing yeah. is a thing and all that kind of stuff, but everything points to their, their art, their communication and expression, you know, firstly, yeah. you know, and, um, I think that's, you know, I, I've listened to some interviews with them specifically and they're very adamant about like keeping that sacred life, you know, mm. like they, about like not letting anyone affect them being artists, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and that, that is really tough, especially if you don't necessarily have an innately, like, you know, you're not innately passionate about a specific message, you know, mm -hmm. and like kind of staying on, on that message, you know? Right. But, um, but I think, <laughs> it, I mean, especially like, like you said with Jeff, John Frusciante, like that is crazy, especially cause it is such a, it must be such a different life, you know, yeah. like so it must be so stable with the chili peppers financially, especially, you know, um, I mean, who knows relationally if, if that's, if that's the case, Yeah. but financially at least, um, but then like just to be able to kind of say like, ah, I just can't, can't be that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's gotta be tough, but I, that is really respectable for sure. If, if, if that is, you know, what's going on, but, um, I don't know. I, I love that stuff, man. I, I think the, I think that's the kind of stuff that people long for. Yeah. You know, and I think the biggest bands ever have tapped into that, you know yes, what I mean? At totally least, agree. at least for a, for a moment, Yeah, you know, at least for like a, a you know, one, one record cycle, yeah. you know, where you kind of see like, oh wow, like that is that person. Like we're getting, yeah, we're getting these people, these people are, we're together in a room and they're expressing honestly something and they figured out how to communicate it so well to the rest of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, that it, it resonated, you know, because they're real people and it's, mm -hmm. and they're resonating, you know, they're, they're communicating it to real people. So like, I think where people get in trouble is they start like, you know, looking at the landscape of the, of the industry and trying to figure mm. out what people are about or what people are like, you know, or, um, what, what they're identifying with and try and yeah. almost like put this, 
manufactured amalgamation together. Yeah. And I think it's just like, it's so obviously fake. You yeah. Know? And, um, it, it is fake. And I think that it's, um, it's tricky because you see a lot of advertisements, especially on Facebook for people selling like, or they're, they're selling like their courses of like marketing plan to like, so a hundred thousand CDs yeah. or like how to write a hit song, how to do this thing and that thing. And like, it's not like they're wrong. Yeah. Like they've figured out a method of, of doing that. But I feel like to use a biblical analogy, it's like trying to get into, uh, it's trying to get into the shepherd gate without going through the gate. It's trying to like hop over the fence. Yeah. A different way because I, th- I think the, the true way to go through the gate is what we're talking about, what you're talking about yeah. of like, it takes time and community. Uh, there's a number of bands I could think of. Like the two that popped into my head are Duran Gray, who I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I was watching a documentary that they did of their 2008 album, Euroboros, which kind of, they really blew up worldwide with that album. Mm-hmm. And in the interview, they kind of have like, it's kind of like all candid behind the scenes and they have a camera in the room with the vocalist, like listening to like the mixes mm. and he's like crying his eyes out and they're asking him like, what's going on? And he's like, you know, when I first heard these mixes, uh, like I thought for the first time being in this band for like 10 years, 10 plus years, this is, this is our sound. Mm. This is what we've been trying to get to like all this time. Wow. And like, I, I just think it takes, it takes that it takes time. It takes, you know, like those first few albums or years, you're not going to like completely click. It takes time to meld that together into yeah. like something that's finally like we finally, we finally got there and yes. that's, that's courageous. And it keeps the, it's like purifying gold. It like keeps the purity in the art form itself. Yeah. It's like that whole, like, I mean, again, I guess I'll use a biblical analogy as well, but, <laughs> but like the, you know, um, kind of what's the, that thing about, um, kind of like, uh, like a, a flint what the heck am I trying to say like iron sharpens iron iron sharpens you know iron mean? yeah like one one man sharpens another you know it's kind of like that mm-hmm. there has to be that kind of like gritty human interaction you know that like um that kind of creates like real human art you know what I mean and I that I I love that stuff I, I mean I could think of so many bands that have that have gone through that process and then come out with this gold of like, Oh my, like, you know, people are listening to it decades after because it resonates with a whole generation, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's because they went through it together and they, they didn't just settle for, okay. Like, you know, I've, I've heard, I have a producer friend and I've heard many like, people in the industry will sometimes literally just be like, uh, we're going to take the drum beat from this hit hit song, the chord progression from this hit song, 
the melody from this hit song and the harmony from this other hit song and literally put them together and figure out how we can literally make a, like a like a hits like a song by doing that I, i'm not joking that's it's, that's what happens in the industry sometimes you know like and I, when i heard that i was like oh my gosh this is ridiculous i can't believe people actually do that but it's that's a thing you know and i think it's such an artificial <laughs> way of of uh communicating and i don't know if yeah if you're out there and you ever want to make it in music please don't go that route <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah cuz i mean i guess maybe in wrapping up like um you know, wise wise advice from Solomon from uh, the Proverbs. I I can't give you the verse, but like in general, a lot in that book he talks about like why chasing wisdom is the most virtuous thing to go after mm-hmm. because chasing all those other things, fame, fortune, you're really chasing you're chasing a fox, you're chasing your own tail. Mm-hmm. At that point, you have no idea the dark places that those chasing those things lead yeah so yeah yeah, i hope this has been encouraging to all you guys (laughs) out there (laughs) we've 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 covered a lot in this episode we've exposed the christian music industry for what it is Um, (laughs) (laughs) just kidding i'm uh yeah we're we're just kidding it's gonna be good that's i i love talking about this stuff because it really does like it honestly gives me hope that we're even on the same page, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, well then there's gotta be more people out there who are like, who are longing for that's this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like a whole, maybe a whole generation that is longing for, you know, artistic expression that's honest, but also gives light to, you know, hope, you know? Yes. So I don't know. Anyway. And I guess on a lighter note too, like whatever you take from this episode, um, I would just say don't, if you do feel guilty about listening to stuff that doesn't fit into like maybe a, a, a wholesome genre, like you don't, you don't need to feel guilty about that thing mm-hmm. unless, <laughs> unless it is for a good reason, unless like you think it's not doing good for your soul, mm-hmm. but just by default to say like, Oh, I, I can't listen to this because somebody else said so. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's okay to challenge that and question that type of a thing mm-hmm. and to look outside of your own, own bubble and, uh, biases that you might be, be living in. Expand your horizons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, Nick, it's been a pleasure, buddy. I'm glad that we could do this on the last day, man. Yep. Summarize everything together. Perfect bookend. A perfect bookend. I hope we get a chance to play together again. That'd be fun. Yeah. Whether it's with Lacey or or whatever else. Yeah. Same. Righteous, man. All right, guys. (laughs) We're peacing out today. You guys have a great week, and we hope we've encouraged you to live your dreams out loud. See you later. See you.